0: This Augusta Golf Show podcast is brought to you by Audi Augusta, online at AudiAugusta.com. Well, Jaime Diaz will be part of Golf Channel's coverage of the PGA Championship. Golf Channel's live from the PGA Championship will air Saturday night at 10 and Sunday night at 9 Eastern, following play. Pleasure to welcome Jaime Diaz back to the Augusta Golf Show.
1: How are you, Jaime? I'm great, John. I'm here in San Francisco, where I grew up. And uh, although obviously a lot of things are different because of the pandemic, uh, it's still a pleasure. So,
0: covering it like you're going nowhere? Are you going from the golf course to the hotel and back to the golf course? I mean, you can't. You're not going out to eat or anything, right?
1: No, we're not going to restaurants. Uh, I've just been hanging by myself, actually driving around my own neighborhood. uh, Yeah, it's it's very. uh, I mean, obviously, there's so many terrible things about all this but uh the freedom on the freeways is (laughs) amazing compared to you know what the bay Area has become traffic wise in general and uh i've just sort of toured around a little bit on the way to the golf course or afterwards um and uh, the the food situation is fine i mean there are good places you just have to go in with a mask and order and then maybe pick it up outside and take it back to the hotel or eat in the car or whatever and obviously that atmosphere is gone but the food's still good.
0: We've we've seen golf now for 7 or 8 weeks without spectators. Here you are on the grounds major championship. Does it does it does it feel like a major championship?
1: Well, I think it does internally. In other words, I think every player who plays this game for a living, you know, keeps score of themselves and of others and they know there's a great deal at stake this week in terms of history and in terms of how they're perceived and in terms of money and opportunity. And everything's the same in terms of the result. It's just the process is different. But I don't think it's diluted the amount of intensity or the amount of concentration or the skill level or anything in terms of the tangible process of playing. And to me, watching on television (laughs) – I don't really miss the fans. I'm not saying the fans are negative. I don't, you know, I'm not one that cares when somebody yells mashed potatoes or something. That's fine. It's just that, to me, golf's always been something the the player carried inside his head Uh, in terms of his ability to perform under pressure, in terms of keeping his poise, in terms of all those things that make golf so difficult, in terms of, uh, you know, waiting between shots and being ready when it's time to hit a shot and just carrying that on for five hours. That's still 100% the same, in my opinion. And even Tiger Woods talked about that. You know, probably the greatest player uh, of all time, and uh, along with Jack. Uh, both of them similarly didn't care who they played with. They did everything according to their own discipline and what they knew it took mentally to prepare for each shot. And the, the crowd, sure, there's adrenaline, and, and there's things that are added. When you know, we saw Jack at Baltus Rawl and Jack is back, and he started, you know, cheering up, and he did that at St. Andrews. I'm not saying these guys are immune from the crowd, but when it's time to hit the shot, I think they're in their own bubble.
0: Yeah, you mentioned up growing. You mentioned growing up in the Bay Area. Uh, so you played Harding Park growing up. Does it does it resemble at all the golf course you grew up playing?
1: Yes, I mean it's the bones are the same. Not, not much has been done other than when it was revitalized by Sandy Tatum uh, after it into disrepair dis- 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 during the eighties, nineties. Uh, it basically. Brought in, you know, some consultants and spent a lot of money on the agronomy, but they didn't change the design much. Uh, it's longer slightly. There's fewer trees. It was cleaned up, but the holes are the same. It's it's really not a, you know, architectural gem in the in the classic sense of a top 100 golf course. It's a it's on a beautiful piece of land in a great part of the city, right next to the Olympic Club and San Francisco Club. So you know that the potential for golf. There is is tremendous, as, as Al- Alistair McKenzie said back in the 30s, uh, or actually, I think it was in the 20s, I guess, that, you know, it's the finest golfing land in the country in terms of the stand base, much like in Australia. That's, that's what architects love. So San Francisco has that. And Harding, while the holes are a little bit plain uh, in terms of their design, they play great because the air is heavy. The grass is of, of a type that really challenges you to, to get good shots from uh, from slimy lies, you know, from the wet grass. Um, but challenge, the challenge, the wind is blowing, the air is tremendously heavy, so the ball doesn't go anywhere. It, it's really challenging golf, and for a time in the 50s and the 60s, it produced a lot of great players. And, and we can name them all. You know, we could, you know, uh, Ken Venturi, obviously, and, and Tony Lima, and Johnny Miller, and George Archer, uh, and Bob Ross were before that. Uh, these guys all won major championships, and it's not an accident. San Francisco has the kind of um, inherent challenge in terms of the, the physical conditions of play that make a guy become a good player.
0: We're talking with uh, Jaime Diaz here on the Augusta Golf Show. You mentioned Sandy Tatum. for the For the listener this morning that might not be familiar with Sandy, in sort of a Reader's Digest version, explain to the listener who Sandy was.
1: Well, Sandy was an exceptional man, sort of a patrician, grew up in in Los Angeles, actually. uh, A wealthy father, but his father was a lover of sports, and Sandy had a close relationship with him. And he he got into all sports, but he got into into golf. uh, And, you know, I think he lived, uh, I think his dad was a member of Wilshire, if I'm not mistaken. And he saw all sorts of things in L.A., you know, uh, I think Howard Hughes Landed a plane on the fairway once, carrying Catherine Hepburn. I don't know. There was just all kinds of celebrity stuff. So, but he, I, I do recall that he went to the 1936 Olympics uh, and saw Jesse Owens win those four gold medals um, with Hitler in the in the stands. Uh, and he was a young man, but his dad let him go to. Uh, this is more of the Reader's Digest version, but he, it was an interesting life. He, you um, remember that uh, very as a pivotal moment in his life, I think, in terms of. You know, seeing what what sports could do, and then he became uh, a good golfer at, at Stanford, and had one week that was incredible. And it sort of speaks a lot about Sandy Tatum rising to the occasion. He was a, the third or fourth player on the Stanford team. He won the NCAA individual championship in 1942, and uh, you know he was a good player, not a great player. I think he later won the Dutch Open uh, on one of his travels to Europe uh, when probably or you know seven. Plus handicaps in in the field, uh, and I'm not denigrating him. I'm just saying he 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 did he maxed out his own ability, and 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 then he came to San Francisco, became a very prominent attorney there, and got involved in the USGA uh, as as someone who was close to you know Joe Dye and Richard Tufts and all the all the poo of the game, and ended up becoming the president of the USGA, and was very influential. I mean, he had that famous quote at Wingfoot uh, when players were complaining about the course and saying that the the officials were trying to embarrass them. He said, we're not trying to embarrass you. We're trying to determine, uh, we're trying to identify. We're not trying to embarrass the best players. We're trying to identify the best players. And that sort of lived on as a maybe the best definition of what the U.S. Open is supposed to do. And then Sandy played in the San Francisco City um, as an attorney, um, you know, just because he loved the game. I don't think he ever got in the championship flight or, or won a flight, but he just was a very avid amateur who played at San Francisco Club mostly and played at Cypress. And, you know, he was among mm-hmm. the elite in terms of uh, the, the people who influenced the game and, and, and had the commensurate clubs. But he loved Harding, and he hated what happened to Harding when it fell into disrepair. And he made it sort of a project because he had the connections and he had the political know-how, uh, and he knew, you know, how to influence the right people. Um, he made it happen uh, against all odds, really. Uh, in a very complex city uh, and city politics here in San Francisco, where golf's not always the most popular thing because you know they've been strapped for money over the years. obviously it's a very wealthy city right now. but when Sandy was doing that, that was not the case and he he went uh, upstream and and found a way to do it
0: and 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 sandy recently last year or two passed away. so he did see it all come to fruition, right?
1: oh absolutely yes I, the I, the pivotal well, I'd say the pivotal, but the the sort of the The uh, celebration moment was the 2005 uh, Amex uh, WGC event that came to Harding. It was the first pro event they'd had since the old Lucky International. And I think it ended as a San Francisco Open in 1969. And uh, it was a great hit. Harding played great. This redesigned, not redesigned, but refurbished golf course. And Tiger Woods and John Daly got in a sudden death playoff and Tiger won. So it couldn't have been better in terms of uh, marquee value. And it really got Harding a wonderful stage uh, on, on as far as the national audience because, uh, as you know, on the West Coast, the, the golf tournaments end in prime time. And, and San Francisco looks so wonderful from the aerials and so did Harding. And suddenly, just like Olympic Club, Harding was on the map.
0: He is uh, Jaime Diaz, and he is part of Golf Channel's coverage this weekend for the PGA Championship. He'll be part of live from the PGA Championship. As we mentioned, it will air following uh, following the rounds on Saturday and Sunday nights. Uh, Jaime, I know it's a busy week for you. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for taking the time to do this. It's good to catch up with you, and uh, and we will talk again.
1: Always, John. Thanks.